It's the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Should civilians be trained to help police in this capacity? And uh, AG Bob Ferguson has lost the first case against the Trump administration. The ripple effect could be big. And the donkey is shame. It's Friday, of course, but first. Give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Welcome to the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA 547-1610. If you'd like to get involved, Robin Ed hanging with you. You can also get us via email, 610KONA.com, and on Twitter at bottom line six ten. And Ed, it's not often that we we, we listen to uh, or get a chance to listen to Lars when he's on before us. But there was something that he was touching on and it's been going on in Oregon, and we wanted to kind of look at it in a different uh a different avenue than than what he's gone down with it. And that's the situation going on with the Oregon uh, Senate Republicans. And they are not returning to Salem. That's right. uh, Because they don't want to vote on this cap-and-trade bill. Um, So they have decided they're not going to be there, therefore they can't have a vote, and the legislation can't pass. Now, Governor Jay Inslee uh, hit Twitter not too long ago in his infinite wisdom. Uh, and he decided to put out a tweet that, and, and I'm going to pull it up uh, so I can quote it. Um, and he decided he wanted to take a shot at uh, at those Senate Republicans for not going in, probably forgetting that it was, what, two years ago that... Democrats in Washington, D.C. decided to do a sit-in and not vote on particular pieces of legislation. So this is not new, okay? This is not something new that these games that have been played. Governor Inslee said to the Republican senators fleeing Oregon to stop climate change legislation, you're not welcome in Washington. Stop this foolish stunt. Well, he is correct. It is a stunt. It is a stunt. It is a political stunt, no matter who is doing it. Now, in a response, Representative Drew Stokesbury said the constitutional right to travel from one state to another is firmly embedded in our jurisprudence, quoting Justice John Paul Stevens in the Signs versus Roe case in 1999. Please don't threaten foundational constitutional freedoms in your struggle for political relevance. And he's a, uh, Repo- a Republican representative from Washington State. Yes, so. he is. So he, he decided to fire his shot back uh, at the governor's tweet. But but here's the interesting part in this. Could this be setting a new precedent? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that I wasn't the only person who was thinking uh, that Republican lawmakers in Washington State were glancing southward at what was going on down there, thinking about their own situation in this state and wondering if they could pull off that stunt as well. And I would take it a step further 
given the area is very heavily conservative in this area. I, I'm, I'm really curious to, to know if people around here would be cool with that. A political stunt to keep legislation that you don't agree with from even taking place. And, and for the record, the reason why the the Dems in the Oregon State Senate don't just show up and vote for it is because they don't have a quorum. They have right. to they have to, there's eleven GOP senators, state senators in Oregon who are AWOL, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um is this is this um is this something that lawmakers in Washington should do? I mean, look, if if there was ever a time, this last session is is any indication how many things got passed with little to no consideration from the Republican side of the aisle that people from this area and throughout the state that are conservative-minded were furious at the Democrats passing. Is this is this is is this political stunt something that should be done here? Now here's and and this this is the, the try and put this the right way. The legislation that they are boycotting is is cap and trade legislation, which is something that we have heard could be on the horizon here in Washington State. Yeah. Very real um, chance of that. Very real chance that it could be on the horizon. Now, we saw a lot of bad legislation, as you alluded to, pass in this previous session in Olympia, especially when it came to taxation. Yeah. Um, there were a handful of bills that we were surprised that didn't either get out of committee or pass, even though they were strongly supported by Democrats, but for whatever reason, they were either pulled out of committee or never made it to a vote for the floor or something at the last minute decided them to change their minds. But there really wasn't a piece of legislation they couldn't have passed if they really wanted to, based on the numbers they had. Yes, they're, they're, they, couldn't, they couldn't pass any constitutional amendments because right. they didn't have a, a two-thirds majority. Uh, they have a big majority, but it's not two-thirds. Right. So they couldn't do that. But pretty much anything else... You know, was was on the table. Now, the other question to lay out there, and we don't have the numbers necessarily, or, or I mean, you may know off the top of your head what would constitute a quorum in the Washington State Legislature based on the numbers that exist right now. I know if the Washington State Senators would have walked out, they probably would not have had a quorum. But I don't know about the House because there was a big swing in the previous election to give them, I think, a seven or eight seat advantage uh, in the House. Now, Maybe leaving both houses would have prevented Democrats from having a quorum. But our, our, our system at the state and national level with, legisl- with, with, with legislative bodies is meant to be one to work on and work through issues. If you don't see a way to avoid something that you feel is going to be a huge detriment to the residents of your state, is this a practice or is this not doing your job? 
even though you know it's going to pass if you show up, does doing this provide a means to an end? Will this actually prevent the legislation from passing? Or Because one thing we're not mentioning with this is the reason why the Republicans are not showing up is not simply to avoid a vote. They're not showing up because they want this measure to go to the ballot. That's true. They want the people of the state to vote on it. And Kate Brown and the Democrats in Oregon don't want that to happen because they know, much like in Washington State, any increased taxation is going to get voted down. So they don't want it to go to the people because the people aren't going to pass it. They want to pass it through the legislature. The Republicans want it to go to a ballot. Is this a measure that can be used or will be copied in other states to try and achieve a similar result, to get it on a ballot and not have it pass through a legislature? It's also our our, our poll question today. At bottom line 610 and 610 KONA Radio on Twitter, could Oregon senators be setting a new model for avoiding controversial legislation by refusing to show up to vote? Let's take a time out, give you a chance to uh, get on board with us. What are your thoughts? 547-1610, 509-547-1610. And would you support it if your legislator did the same thing, regardless of what side of the aisle you fall on? More of the show in just a few. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by McCary Meets in Basin City on News Radio 610, KONA. You can email us, too. Just go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment, uh, much like Pat from Boardman, Oregon, did. Uh, Pat writes, uh, Kate Brown did the same thing in 2001, walked out to deny a vote. Hmm. Goose gander. Pretty much. But I guess the only issue that I that I, that I see with this is... If you're supposed to, if the job is the job is to represent the people that vote for you, and I guess in this particular situation, to me, if they are that insistent on this going to the people, the people they represent, not passing a bill like this that they believe is bad, that they want the people to have a voice, and the other lawmakers don't want the people to have that voice. This seems to be a very effective tool to get to, to, to that point. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? This is Mary from Kennewick. What's on your mind, Mary? Uh, I don't really support it because Oregon does have uh, a way for voters to reject what is doing. They have the initiative process as well. And so they can. And this will point out and make a big difference that you know you're electing these people and this is what they're doing to you so if you don't want it done to you and don't have to go through the initiative process you know change who you vote for now if the state didn't have an initiative process i would agree with this thanks for the call mary appreciate your comments you're up on the bottom line news radio 610 k what's your name where are you calling from this is chuck from west Richland. what's going on chuck well you know i not only support these guys i think that they should probably be someplace in Vancouver, Washington, where the uh, Oregon State Police can't get them. Um, but I also I, I want to disagree with the last caller, not because I want to have a disagreement with other people, but um, 
I, I think the initiative process like ours here in the state of Washington works really well when we're trying to get something, and it doesn't work at all when you're trying to overturn something. Good point, Chuck. Thanks for the call. 547-1610, if you want to get involved. I see both sides. I see Mary's point where she says if you're unhappy with something, you can you can affect the change to an initiative process. I see Chuck's point where more often than not, the initiatives that we see is to create something, not to remove something. And it, we always know that when something is passed legislatively, it is much harder to undo it once it is done. Um, I, I I'm torn. I really am. I'm torn on this issue because I do believe that you're supposed to represent the people positively or negatively when it comes to a vote. And if and if you don't believe in it, you vote no. And then you go back to your people and you say, look, here's what the problem is. We need help to remove these people. On the other side, if you truly believe that the voice of the people should be what determines the outcome of this, I have a hard time faulting them for standing up for those that they represent that aren't going to have a voice in this process, that are just going to get hammered by this cap-and-trade legislation if it passes. And so I, I think if it was just, well, we don't like a bill and we don't want to vote on it, I wouldn't be as torn because that's you just not, you just don't want to do your job. But when you're advocating for for the for the residents of the state to have a say in it, it makes it harder for me to give them too much grief. I hear what you're saying. I I I disagree. I think that by doing this walkout, you are representing your constituents, most likely. And if something like that happened here, are you representing if if the if all the Republican uh, senators and House members from Washington state did that, most of them obviously from the east side, it, it, let's just play the scenario out because I don't think it's in I don't think it's too far out there to, you know, to, to see this unfold. If all of the lawmakers that our listeners have voted for, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, that's the process, right? If they went over there and stonewalled any votes for things that, well, let's just look at this last legislative session. How many things did the Democrats vote on without even getting any consideration, let alone from the public, but from the other side? Well, they passed a budget without really any consideration for the Republicans. So what if Mark Schessler and the rest of the GOP senators would have just walked out and not voted for that budget because it was very harmful to many people on this side of the state and they didn't have a quorum and they couldn't pass it? Would Would you listeners be cheering or groaning five four seven one six ten let's go to the phones you're up on the bottom line who's this where are you calling from hey guys this is chris from richmond hi chris what's up so this is kind of just down the same lines as a filibuster the way i look at it they're trying to stall and stall and stall and try to keep this vote from happening um it's not going to change the inevitable 
Uh, you guys know what zombie bills are, correct? Mm-hmm. Right? There's plenty of those to back this up for them, and it's all they got to do is pass it and fill in the blanks after they're passed, and they're going to get whatever they want passed. They're going to shove, shove it down the citizens' throats. The only way is to get, you know, get it reversed, and it's really hard to do. The same thing's happening to us, too, here in Washington. How many midnight or just previous to midnight uh, bills get passed? And uh, how many tax, new taxes have we got just recently? It's the people just have no trust in the government. And that's why they're doing the way they're doing it. That's what I got to say. Appreciate the call. So I guess uh, he kind of made my, my point for me. At what point do people, I know this is going on in Oregon, but I want to, I want to focus on Washington to see if it's going to carry over to this, to this state. We all know that the frustration level is very high in Eastern Washington among Republicans not feeling like you have any say and and that things are just being railroaded through without even a sniff, uh, you know, from leadership on the Republican side. So what is it going to take? When, at what point do you stand up and say enough is enough? And yeah, maybe you re- revert to or or go to a political stunt like what's going on in Oregon, because you've simply had enough, simply had enough. We know that seceding is, is a pretty far-fetched, uh, you know, yeah. as, as wonderful as it sounds to many people, that's not going to happen. We do know what will happen. People, things will still get passed until, you know, certain seats are won back by, by the GOP. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. If you'd like to join the conversation, I'm not advocating it. I'm asking a question because I know, I know that there's a lot of you know I'm frustrated by a lot of things too, and I know that there's a lot of frustration that the 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 system. Look, the Republicans on the whole don't usually go to these extremes. Republicans like to work within the confines of the rules and try, you know, to do things the right way. Usually it's the Democrats that try to uh, pull stunts. But (laughs) how many, you know, how many uh, different bills and, and different budgets need to be passed before, you know, that are just one-sided before Republicans start doing this? That's the question that I have. Well, and then I think it go, it dovetails down another avenue is if this continues to happen and we start seeing a trend here, at what point in time does the public respond and say, you know, I don't like what my lawmakers are doing. I need to get somebody in there that's going to do something. Or, depending on what side you sit on, do you support that lawmaker's action? And do you think it's something that should be a more regular occurrence? That's what we want to know. 547-1610, if you want to get involved. It's our subject of our poll question today. Could Oregon senators be setting a new model for avoiding controversial legislation by refusing to show up to vote? We've seen it happen at the national level. We saw it happen in Wisconsin. We've seen it happen in Oregon. We see it happen in Washington State in the coming session. 
Never know. Back with more after this. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line on News Radio 610 KONA. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. Welcome back to The Bottom Line. News Radio 610 KONA. 547-1610 if you want to get involved. Hey, look, we know uh, there are still a bit of homes out there, quite a few homes out there. In fact, most recent report from the Tri-Cities Realtors Association they're still selling homes in the Tri-Cities. And if you're looking for one, you're thinking about selling yours, and you're thinking about buying a new home, one place to go, Jennifer Mons Windermere Real Estate. Visit her website, jennifermonds.com. I'll tell you what, Jennifer will be the person that not only will stand up for you, fight for you, help you get into that home of your dreams, but she will make it as smooth as possible. She'll take care of all the heavy work. And if you have any questions about moving, if you haven't done it in a while or there, you're looking for some maybe insight on how to make it easier. She's done it 11 times. She's moved a lot, military, family, so on and so forth. So not only will she help you with the buying and selling process, she can help make the move easier as well. Contact Jennifer Mons today, Windermere Real Estate, jennifermonsmonds.com. Go visit that website. Going to the phones, you're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610-K1A, your name, where you calling from? My name's Matt, out of Walla Walla area. What's on your mind, Matt? One thing that has not been brought up, the Democrats recently been using the emergency clause on all the bills they're passing uh, in Oregon. And once they do that, that cannot go to the initiative process. That's absolutely correct, Matt. And thank you for bringing that up. So, And we know that happens in Washington State as well that if the emergency clause is put on a piece of legislation, it is not able to be challenged or changed through the initiative process. So thank you very much for pointing that out, Matt. It does definitely change the perspective, uh, maybe for some out there, on what the Republicans are doing in the Oregon Senate, because if this piece of legislation, and Matt alluded to they all have been, has the emergency clause, the initiative process won't change it. Can't do anything about it. So... My question, 5471610, is, and that, what, what he just said goes to, I guess, this, I don't want to, well, maybe desperate, uh, last-ditch effort to keep this uh, climate plan from going to a vote, which everyone knows the way it's going to vote, uh, going to go in Salem. If this happens in Washington— would you be for your local elected officials to do the same? I'm going to just call it. It's a political stunt. It is. Um, it could be well within the, the rules and, and the rights of everybody, but it's a political stunt. You're, you're holding up a, a vote for a lack of a quorum because you don't agree with the policy. And rather than vote no and watching that vote, not matter in many cases, they're just going to say, well, we're just not going to vote on it. Um, is that is that a tactic that you would like to see or you think might happen in Olympia, maybe even this next January? 547-1610, 509-547-1610 here on the bottom line. You know, I think it's fair, too, to ask, is this just another tool in the tool belt? We've seen different strategies employed around the country by different state legislatures and in Washington, D.C., to try and either 
prevent legislation from passing, push off votes, um, whatever they can to derail something. We've seen a number of different different things in play. Is this just another tool in the tool belt to use? I mean, like I said earlier, I have a hard time faulting the Senate Republicans in Oregon because what they want to do, it's not just about not voting on the legislation. It's about wanting the people in the state of Oregon to have a say in this particular piece of legislation. You know, we can't vote on a budget. You can't put a budget on the ballot. There are other pieces of... Can you imagine? Yeah, I know. There are other pieces of legislation that you can't put on a ballot. But when it comes to something like this, that it's going to be a significant tax issue in, in Oregon State, yeah. The people of the state should have a voice. And you know what? And, and the Republicans aren't saying we're trying to avoid the bill passing, period. All they're saying is, let's put it on the ballot and let the people decide. If they say yes, they say yes. But if they say no, you listen to them there, too. I got a few things about that. Let's go to the phones first, though. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, guys. It's Ryan from Richland. What's up, Ryan? Um, my question to you is, how is this not... Governor Brown uh, ind- indicating or uh, indicting or no, what do I want to say? Uh, pushing martial law. Oh, by having the this the state police going and and arresting them lawmakers. Up? Yes, sir. Eh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know the. I don't know what. I'm not as familiar with the the laws in in Oregon. Um, than, than I am in Washington. I can't, I can't really answer the question. Appreciate the call, though, Ryan. Jim from Washtuckna wrote us an email. Jim writes, I don't approve of lawmakers walking out to avoid a vote. I didn't when it happened in Wisconsin, and I don't like it now. The lawmakers have one job, and that is to vote. It does not mean you will always be on the winning side. Appreciate the the email, Jim. And that's actually, that's incorrect. The lawmakers' only job, at least in Washington, I do know this. The one job that elected officials at the at the state level have in Washington state, the one job, come up with an operating budget for two years. In the off year, which we're coming up on, that's why it's only 60 days, is meant to tweak the budget for any unforeseen things, positively or negatively, uh, that's come about after they've passed the other uh, the, the operating budget. It's not to simply show up and vote whether you're on the winning side or not. I will offer this though, you are tasked with representing your your district and and maybe that's what Jim meant by that, but you're you're tasked with representing your district, and coming up with a two-year operating budget in the state of Washington. Now, if your constituents, if a majority of your constituents think that something is is about to get passed that's so bad, should your lawmaker walk out and not vote in an attempt to, to block it? And you said, Rob, before the call that is it one more tool in the toolbox? It is, but I hate to bring this up. 
But Democrats have been doing it. Democrats have been playing these games for a lot longer than Republicans have. And, you know, for better, or for worse, whatever. And yes, yeah, some of them have done things that are not in the rules, but they do things that are within the rules and are just not very good. You know, they did it in the last legislative session. You know, it's uh, it's Jason Mercier's uh, favorite thing. You know, title-only bills, Yeah, right? Those are perfectly legal. They're perfectly within the rules, but it's a political game. And what's different, though, is Democrats view that as another tool in their toolbox. Yet, when it happens to Republicans, the Republicans go through the roof and and say it's not fair, and they they get upset. Are we to the point now where the Republicans are like, well, screw this. If if they're going to push the envelope, so are we. We're so frustrated. We're gonna we're gonna throw it right back in our face in, in their face, and and we'll see how they like it. Want to mention something real quickly regarding Ryan's call about martial law? There is a big difference between what Kate Brown's doing. She's talking about the Oregon State Police. Martial law is using the military. Yeah, and she she she. It hasn't become a military state. She's asking the Oregon State Police to arrest well, escort uh, or them escort them back, back yeah, to escort bring them, them back, back in custody for not showing up, which that's another question in and of itself. Are they breaking the law? I don't know. I, I, Are they breaking the law by not voting? I mean, if they're not breaking the law, then she has no business asking the state state police to bring them back. Yeah, again, I'm not as well versed on Oregon state law. I wish I was, but I just I don't know. I I, I can't imagine, but you never know. I can't imagine where in in some RCW in the state of Oregon there is something that says lawmakers must cast a vote. I mean, how many missed votes? We always talk about after a legislative session, at least in Washington, same thing in Oregon, all the quote-unquote missed votes individuals have because they're sick, uh, you know, they had a death in the family, uh, whatever, whatever it was that they missed a vote. This is different because this is a conspiracy. They are conspiring to block a vote from happening, not just missing a vote. Five four seven one six ten. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Oh, Sparky again from Umatilla. What's up, Sparky? Hey, uh, many years ago, as I understand it, uh, our representatives and they'd, they'd go and work about four to six months out of the year and get their work done, and then go back home and do what they got to do, uh, run their business or whatever. But I mentioned this once before. It was the end of 2017 in the East Oregonian. It said as of January 1st of 2018, Oregon, 815 new laws were going to go into effect. And I have not seen those laws. I wish I had time to, to look at them. But my goodness, 850 new laws passed by the legislature. What, is this ever going to quit? I Sparky appreciate the call. I don't know if anybody has enough time to go through and read 850 uh, new uh, laws, new bills. 
Got to take a time out. This is the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA 547-1610. If you'd like to join the discussion, you can do so via email by going on to our website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page, fill out the form, send us your thoughts, your comments, questions. More than likely, we'll read it on the air. Well, of course we will. Unless, well, of course... Yeah, if you cross a line or two, yeah. we might not, but most likely we will. Five four seven one six ten. Back after this. The bottom line: the only place that cares what you think. Call in now. 509-547-1610. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. The bottom line is Radio 610 KONA. A few minutes here in hour number one, 547 If you want to get involved, you can also hit us up via email, 610KONA.com. On Twitter at Bottom Line 610, where our poll question today, not just at Bottom Line 610, but also 610KONA Radio. Could Oregon senators be setting a new model for avoiding controversial legislation by refusing to show up to vote? Now, the reason they have said they don't want to show up to vote, and it's in the Senate and it's the Republicans, is because there is a cap-and-trade bill that will pass the Senate if they show up and there is a quorum. They want that bill to go to the people so that they can vote up or down whether or not they want cap-and-trade introduced in Oregon. Kate Brown and the Democrats obviously want it, and they don't want it to go to the people because they know what most other people do. They're not, going to incru- they're not going to approve an increase in taxes. Governor Jay Inslee weighed in and said it was an important piece of climate legislation. He didn't talk about the fact of how bad it would be on businesses in, in the well, state of no, Oregon. Well, no, the only reason he's saying that is because it goes along with his presidential platform. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, once again, Mr. Myopic. But uh, this is an interesting tactic. We've seen it used before, so it's not brand new. Are we going to start seeing something like this with growing frequency when it comes to controversial legislation one side doesn't like? You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? This is Dave from Kennewick. What's up, Dave? So I believe the way it works down in Oregon is that right now none of the members are in violation of any law. Kate Brown would have to declare a state of emergency in a recall session at that point. If they refuse to come back, she can send state police out and physically have them return back. At this point, she can send them out to just try to compel them to come back. It's the first step. She's not done. Yeah, no, I appreciate the call. That's yeah. Thanks for the call. That's that's what limited knowledge that I have. That's that kind of goes along the lines that from what I've uh, what I've seen. So I appreciate the call and, and clarifying that because. Yeah, it does seem, you know, look, both of these actions seem very extreme, and that's why it's making national news. One, some people look at what the Republican lawmakers are doing as subversive because they're just keeping something that they don't want from even getting to a vote by walking out. Kate Brown is not endearing herself with many people either, by the way that she overreacted. I mean, you know, can, again, can she do this? Yes, it is in her 
purview to do that. But should she do that? Well, we've had that we've had that distinction so many times on this show. I can't even count. Just because you can do a thing doesn't mean you should do that thing. Five four seven one six ten. If you'd like to join the conversation, and then this poses another interesting question. Think about this. If those lawmakers cross the border and come into Washington State and Kate Brown declares a state of emergency, are they fugitives? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's I think so. I if she if she just like that last caller said, and again that, that verifies what, what little I've read about it is that right now if if an Oregon State trooper comes across one of the 11 Republicans on the run, they're going to say, Mr. or Miss So-and-so, we really need you back in Salem. Can you come? If she orders, if Kate Brown orders a state of emergency, then they would have the ability to arrest the lawmakers and bring them back. They would have the ability to ask for assistance from the Washington State Patrol. They would. Which because Governor Inslee would give in a second. Absolutely. As long as they especially weren't on his security detail. Well, especially over this particular issue. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would just be... Oh, I, Inslee is begging for that to happen. I think if you see lawmakers getting arrested, it's going to send... Kate Brown loses. If she starts arresting lawmakers, she loses, and and she doesn't get any of that sentiment back, and then the people will will want to vote be really on the mad. Issue. <laughs> well, they'll want to vote on the issue, and I mean, in all honesty, if you're listening in Oregon right now, you should be calling Kate Brown's office and telling her that you want to vote on the cap and trade bill that it should be on the ballot. Instead of going through the House or instead of going through the legislature the way it is, you want to vote on it. You want it on the ballot. You want your voice to be heard regarding the proposed cap and trade bill that is languishing in the Senate right now because of the actions of the Oregon State Republicans. Tell her you want to vote on the bill. If enough people call, hey, look, remember, we went, we saw what happened with the public transparency bill. Yeah. You know, Governor Orca is on MSNBC. And he's saying, well, I can't veto it. As the host is looking at him and going, you're the governor. You've even got line item veto power. What do you mean you can't veto it? Well, they have a veto-proof majority. Well, they, I, they'll, just, they'll just overturn my video veto. So why should I even bother vetoing it in the first place? Maybe because it was the right thing to do. And what happened? Tens of thousands of phone calls to the switchboard in Olympia. And guess what he found? His veto pen. Yeah. Yeah, he he just lost it. He had misplaced the veto pen. So, but yeah, he found he, it. He misplaced you know, it always. under the other lies. <laughs> Five four seven one six ten is the number. That's all for hour number one. But don't go anywhere. We have another hour still ahead, and we've got a lot of ground to cover too, including before the show is done, our donkey of shame. And after that last uh, segment, boy, we might have some uh, some nominations uh, for donkey of shame just from Salem. And take your pick. Uh, Either side of the argument, maybe. We encourage you to get involved in our poll question today at Bottom Line 610. Could Oregon senators be setting a new model for avoiding controversial legislation by refusing to show up to vote? We'll also let you know the results of yesterday's poll question as well when we come back in hour number two.